welcome to the Crypto Writer podcast, where we track down the brightest and most interesting people in this space. Today with me, Gillian Gotzel, I'm joined by a co-founder of Upland um, with Idan Zuckerman. Idan, thank you so much for joining the, the video and podcast. Thank you, Gillian. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. So with your co-founders, Dirk Luth and Mani Hogstein, Hogstein, I'm... Honigstein, yeah. Honigstein, I beg your pardon. So Upland has really been um, creating a lot of waves. It's been, it's very exciting. Uh, and you basically had a closed beta in 2019, but your open beta uh, began at 2020 in January. And um, if I could just quote from your opening uh, website, you want, this is what really excites me. You want to rebuild the world. It's an Earth's metaverse where you buy, sell, and trade virtual properties mapped to the real world. There, Absolutely. That is the thing that is buzzing for me. It's the real world. It's not like we can have plenty of metaverses that are just cool and funny and great, whatever. This one actually maps the real world. So tell me a bit how it works. Um, so maybe can I tell you a bit of a story behind why, Please. right? Uh, and, and I think there are a couple of issues. So we kind of like us three founders, we come from a combination of uh, different disciplines. So me and Mani, we come from the traditional gaming space and social gaming, uh, you know, casual games. And then Dirk comes more from the decentralized technologies, you know, uh, blockchain uh, space. And uh, we kind of like, uh, you know, we, we, we sat down in 2017, we kind of like uh, understood the, the breadth of, of uh, the technology. And if these were just coming out, you know, with the success of CryptoKitties and other similar projects, and we kind of like, it struck us what this could mean uh, for uh, the future of digital economies, digital ownership, uh, ownership of digital assets. And we soon realized that, uh, you know, the perfect NFT is a virtual property. I mean, just because, but, you know, it's intrinsically one of one, right? So any, any geolocation in the world is, is an NFT by, by definition. Uh, but it's very interesting because uh, a lot of properties share uh, a similar attribute. So you can have like, you know, a uh, hundred properties that are on the same, in the same street or whatever, 20,000 that are in the same city. And then it kind of like creates this blend of very interesting uh, uh, mechanics you can, you can create around it. And then if you add to that, basically that uh, everybody, basically almost everybody in the world, I would say, has played once uh, in their lifetime, at least, uh, the game of Monopoly. Uh, so there's like an immediate uh, emotional connection uh, to kind of like uh, the, the concept of kind of like playing around uh, uh, properties uh, that are kind of like associated with the real world. And maybe to add a final note to that, uh, you know, virtual property has uh, an immediate emotional connection where you can immediately under understand why, let's say, uh, one, if we take two properties, right, they're the exact same size, but one in, is in a prime neighborhood in San Francisco, and the other one may be like in, uh, you know, the outskirts of Fresno, which is, you know, a desolated city, you know, in Central Valley of California, you would immediately understand why one may be worth more than the other without having to explain it to kind of like the player. And, and, and we saw that as a basis for something that can become, become grand, right, because the hook is, Okay, people immediately understand it, they associate emotionally with it, uh, they get it, but then what if we build this whole metaverse around it? What if you can now start, you know, developing your properties? What if you can now start interacting with other players, creating businesses, creating like a real uh, thriving economy around this whole concept? And this is basically how Upland was born, that was the vision. 
Okay. And I think now we've just started to kind of like start to even realize that vision. So two things jump out at me. The analogy of Monopoly is great. I thought you were going to say everyone's played a game. I'm going, mm, maybe not, but everybody has played Monopoly. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right in that regard. And interestingly enough, Monopoly was invented not to accumulate very wealthy properties, but it was a democratizing game originally before it was bought out by the, the game. So interesting. And secondly, question for you. Um, I totally get the, under, the comprehension that a property on a certain street is worth more than one in another villa, another uh, town, whatever. Like, for example, one Grafton Street in Dublin is the home of the provost of Trinity College Dublin. It's like the most prestigious building on that street. But what if, so I get that whole thing, but what if I own, in your metaverse, one Grafton Street in Dublin, but I build a little bungalow on it? How do you equate the value of your NFT versus the, the address and the property that's built on it? Yeah, so and it's interesting because this is one of the uh, you know, main questions we were uh, asking ourselves when we kind of like set out the rules for the metaverse. And what we came up with is, again, Upland is a parallel universe. And by the way, the name Upland comes from, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the series uh, Stranger Things. Uh, in oh, yes, yes. I've but seen some of it. Th yes. They have the upside down, right, uh, there, which is a parallel universe. So that, that's, by the way, the, the kind of like uh, inspiration for the name Upland, uh, because we kind of like view that as a parallel uh, metaverse, but not, not, not necessarily one that matches one to one to the real one. Uh, so we thought that we've come up with uh, a pretty uh, uh, interesting strategy that allows us uh, to have Upland develop uh, in its own path per uh, kind of like the desires and the, uh, where the owners take it, but still maintain some uh, 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 parallels to the real world. So for example, we have the concept of landmarks uh, where any uh, property designated as a landmark in Upland so in New York, it may be the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty or you know, uh, the New York Stock Exchange. In San Francisco, it could be the Transamerica Pyramid or the Golden Gate Bridge or you know, other prominent uh, properties. So whenever these uh, uh, properties uh, get built, they have to match the real world. So what are we gonna have? We're gonna end up with a metaverse that has the, vi the visual signature of, of cities with their important landmarks but then anything around that may evolve the way that the owners see fit. And maybe to add a bit of, about, about that, we see in the future also that we delegate these kinds of decision to local communities. So in Upland, we have uh, a very strong concept of neighborhoods. Uh, and then we hope that neighborhoods will be able to determine themselves, like uh, uh, governance laws such as how high can you build, right? What is the ratio of you know, green lungs you have to have versus, uh, you know, uh, concrete monsters. This will come a bit down the road, but this is the where we see Upland going in the future. So kind of like local communities deciding for themselves and then uh, landmarks keeping the city's visual signature in compliance yes. with the real world. That's actually very interesting because um, land planning here is very um, uh, high profile, has been subject of many scandals also has been a subject of many good things like there's many buildings are buildings are listed here in Ireland because they have a certain architectural significance and you can't change them the outside or the inside but I like the idea of a community because a community could say you could build what you like only as long as you know that your neighbor could build what he or she likes as well as what so you could end up with a really funky neighborhood if that's the people who moved in with the uh, the, the milestone buildings that's innovative and that actually could be reflected in real life. You could be influencing real planning outside the metaverse. Uh, 
One day, maybe, yeah, that, that could be interesting. I, I would say one thing again, yeah, so uh, the way we approach uh, Upland is, uh, again, we do allow people to do uh, what they want with their properties, but we have uh, an overlying uh, policy to kind of like maintain the visual coherence of the metaverse. So we like to equate it uh, kind of like maybe the Apple store versus the Google store where the Apple store has to have some kind of an approval process to set things uh, uh, kind of like uh, into the public uh, domain. So what we do uh, with property development, for example, so we have structures that are just uh, coming out uh, as, as final property development, uh, hopefully this month. So it's coming very, very soon. Uh, and uh, we provide the structures that you can uh, kind of like uh, uh, select to build on your properties. And there will be many options. But again, it's not that you can create now your own building and just put whatever type of uh, architecture you want. But what we say is, is, is the following. So anything that's going to be on the map visible is going to be, it has to be approved by the Upland team. So we provide the structures. And then if we talk about, for example, outdoor decor items, which is, by the way, one of the first businesses to launch in Upland. So if people want to build, uh, manufacture statues or fences or street lighting or whatever comes to their mind, they will have the opportunity, but their outcome would have to go through an approval process with Upland. So we kind of like, we're gonna to work together with the business owners to make sure, again, there's like this visual coherence and there's nothing that's uh, NSFW or you know something offensive outside on the map. But then anything inside home, so once you're able to designate your home address in Upland and you have your own 3D home experience, it may start out as 2D, but eventually we imagine these like experiences in homes where you can hang NFTs from outside of Upland and display you know everything you've accumulated in your home. Uh, that would, at that point, we're not going to curate or approve any of that. So what, ha what happens inside your home in Upland, totally up to you. We may have to put a warning. So if, if there's anything, you know, kind of like NSFW, we may put a small warning that this, you know, please uh, accept that I am 18 or over when I walk into the home. But then basically you're in charge of your domain, but anything outside that's on the map would be QA, would, would be uh, subject to an approval process by the team. So that might make sure you don't have these, fat, these homes with loads of gnomes, garden gnomes all over the place. They wouldn't be allowed on uh, one of the main streets. Okay, so it's the real world, and this is what really excites me. How many places have you set up? How many cities are represented in Upland so far, This in America so far, isn't it? Yeah, so currently we have two two hubs. Uh, uh, one is uh, on the west coast, with the main city being San Francisco, and one in the east coast, main city being uh, Manhattan. Uh, and um, but then again, when I say hubs, it's each uh, location is more like an ecosystem. So there usually uh, with each location, we're going to have uh, a main city which is, uh, by the way, and, and we also try to track kind of like the relative differences in prices as reflected in the real world. So the main city would usually be expensive uh, to, to get property and live in. Uh, and then we're gonna have a starter city, which is uh, you know usually more remote, uh, more chill, uh, and has much more affordable housing. And we use those city to onboard new players uh, and kind of like Get, get them to, to kind of like get a taste of the of the metaverse before they decide that they want to commit you know uh, more time and more funds into the game uh, and then there are mid-tier uh, cities as well so for example uh, on the east coast we have Manhattan and we just opened Brooklyn as the mid-tier and we're soon going to open a starter city on the east coast as well and then on the west coast we have San Francisco as the main city we have Fresno uh, which is uh, the starter city it's connected to San Francisco by train 
And then uh, we're going to open soon Oakland, which is going to be the meteor uh, city in the West Coast. So basically, you have these hubs that are, you know, people can decide where they want to be, where they want to live. Uh, it's important to know that the Upland has its own travel system. It means that you can't just, you know, jump from one place to another. If you want to go from San Francisco to New York, you know, it takes both uh, uh, monetary resources and time to get there. So you have to catch a flight, basically pay for a ticket. And, you know, within 45 minutes, you'll be in New York. But I think it's important because it, it gives, uh, it strengthens the concept of what we call virtual locality. So it, there actually is meaning to where you are currently in the game, where you want to be. You know, and there may be like two events running simultaneously in two places and you have to make a decision. Do I want to be here or there? Do I, am I willing to spend uh, the efforts to get to where I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that brings me nicely on to my next question, how it actually works, because I know to off-ramp, you have the UPX, which is your fungible native token, which is a utility token, and to off-ramp it, you're looking at um, uh, Second Life to actually provide that service because they have all the relevant licenses and all the rest, but you want a utility token. But how does it work? How do you do you, how do you get on board and how do you buy? What do you buy? Tell me about the mechanics. I mean, are you, are you asking technically or? or no, like as in, sorry, as the experience. So I want to go sure, so, and buy in a starter city. Yeah, or... yeah so so actually we, we've come, so again, I, I'm going back to our experience, you know, from the, you know, casual gaming uh, space. And, and, you know, uh, one of the most important things, what a couple of important things that we wanted to achieve with Upland. One, we absolutely know that you know we ha you had to offer uh, uh, kind of like a free-to-play uh, uh, option to players before they decide that they want to to kind of like sink efforts into the game or monetary uh, funds into the game uh, because otherwise you know it, it, it's not fair and it doesn't work where you just say hey you want to start playing a blockchain game you know you have to put whatever an ether into it or whatever whatever types of uh, uh, of uh, of money into it, um, and um, and then obviously we we absolutely knew that we have to offer a casual onboarding experience in terms of you'd have to be able to sign on with your email and password. So kind of like we obfuscated all the complexity of a blockchain behind a smart client, which is probably a totally different topic, which is uh, besides uh, uh, this question. Uh, but uh, we came up with this uh, pretty uh, uh, I think it's a brilliant metaphor uh, for the game. So when you start out in Upland. You still don't enjoy true ownership yet, right? So, uh, and the metaphor for that is you are a visitor to Upland, as as opposed to the citizens of Upland. When you are a visitor, uh, we still have access to the private keys associated with the blockchain accounts uh, of of these types of users. And in order for you to keep playing, all you need to do you can play the game, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a regular player. But you have one restriction. You have to come back at least once in every seven days to renew your visa as a visitor. Now, if you don't do that, we, uh, as, a, as a backend operator, we basically take your assets and we recycle them back in favor of the economy. So if you accumulated, let's say, whatever, 5,000 OPEX and maybe a property, and you haven't come back after seven days, uh, we recycle those properties in, in favor of the economy. If you're still a visitor. If you're a visitor. If, you're, if yeah. you're still a visitor, right? Yeah. So at that point, you do not enjoy true ownership. You yeah. do not enjoy the benefit that blockchain technology gives you from that uh, from that point of view. Uh, and, and, and it's important, again, because when you're running a real economy, you can't afford to lose 
these assets for people who just, uh, you know, just uh, uh, don't stick around. Basically, they just tested it for a couple of days. They don't find it interesting. They're gone. You still want to give them the taste of the real economy, but you can't afford to lose all of these assets because th that will just create huge holes in, in the economy. Uh, so we have that metaphor. And then once uh, you become an uplander or like a citizen of upland, uh, so it, it's not very hard to get to at the end of the day, uh, if you accumulate uh, a net, like a net assets of uh, 10,000 Apex or more, uh, and that can happen either if you monetize, if you buy Apex, or if you just, you know, grind your way upwards toward that uh, net worth status, then you become an uplander at that point, you know, our smart client produces all the private keys for you, we lose access to your assets and you start enjoying true ownership. Uh, and then basically the uh, the blockchain identity that is associated with your upland account is yours to keep forever so the visitors who come up on originally they can earn uh tokens is that right they can earn what through what do they do they play games or do they there's i think there's treasure yeah, yeah. hunts and stuff what yeah so i think so i think there are, there are a couple of, of layers to that so first of all when you buy property in upland uh, you start uh, gaining earnings on those properties so it's kind of like how do you buy you property get. do you need to use fiat to buy property or no, no. So everything is done through Apex. Okay. Uh, so I can I can buy uh, Apex uh, from the from the store in the game, uh, and then I use Apex to either mint new properties that are not on the blockchain yet, or uh, buy off the marketplace from uh, other players. So one caveat is that uh, as a, as a visitor, I can't participate in the marketplace yet because that would create incentives for multi accounts and fraud and 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 stuff like that. So as an as a visitor, I can only mint new properties and not buy them off the marketplace. Uh, but then once I graduate to Uplander, I can either buy, again, buy Apex and mint new properties. I can use Apex to buy from other people that put properties for sale for Apex, or I can buy uh, uh, properties directly with fiat, with US dollars from other players who are trying to liquidate their property NFTs into US dollars. So these so, are basically the three routes to get property. So it's 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 like any game, I suppose, in the sense that you you can buy your 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 except they're they're NFTs that you are buying and selling, um, but you can buy them from other players or you can buy them from the shop or invest in the upex. Um, so you, I noticed in in the and I haven't gone on the site yet, so Paul, well I've been on, but I haven't actually gone on as a visitor. Um, you say so you earn, you can earn uh, upex, and also you can you, you can connect with people. So do people hang out in the coffee shops? Is that happening or is that a future thing? That's a future thing. So that's uh, uh, one of, so what happens today, again, Upland is still in beta and we're still working through our roadmap to, to achieve kind of like a, a complete, uh, a complete uh, metaverse offering. Uh, and today, uh, so we, we have three pillars in Upland, player and connect. We're trying to improve each of these uh, pillars inside the game. Today, the connect part uh, happens primarily outside of Upland. So either it's our Discord, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, fan servers and it's actually a very active and, and engaged community. Uh, and, that's, that, and that's awesome. But what we're trying to do is trying to move uh, at least part of this activity, part by part into, into the Upland metaverse. And one of, the, one of these efforts, rightfully uh, you said was cafe shops where people are gonna be able to run cafes, uh, meet there, interact with each other. Uh, um, and uh, we're going to have some other uh, elements in the game that kind of like promote connecting uh, with Uplanders. So today, basically, the only connect part is, is done through the marketplace inside the game. Okay. But I say it's in beta, so it's obviously it's growing all the time. How many people are on the site so far? Oh, 
you know, it depends how you measure it. Our, I think to date, uh, our largest uh, daily active uh, user day was with 19,000 uh, active daily users. And that was achieved, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but again, there, there are different metrics that you can look at it, like uh, monthly active users, uh, you know, total total installs ever. Again, every number is a bit different. Uh, de depends on how you look at it. Uh, but the daily active users is, is a pretty is good it? benchmark. You talk about having uh, uh, events, live events. What type of events do you envisage happening in Upland? Uh, for example, tomorrow is uh, St. Patrick's Day. So mm -hmm. we're going to have some fun events happening there. We have different uh, events. Uh, you know, li live events is kind of like part of our DNA and what makes uh, Upland special. So there are events where you can, uh, you know, some, some are like more about, you know, solving riddles and finding prizes. Some are about uh, competing with other players. So for example, we had uh, recently through the last uh, couple of months, we had what we call the sandbox wars. So uh, like I mentioned before, we are going to release property development pretty soon with a new Spark token, which is a resource token that allows you to build things in Upland. Uh, but prior to that major release, we released uh, the mechanics of property development as kind of like sandbox uh, features for people to test out. So just to see that, you know, the interfaces are intuitive, that kind of like people understand how they're supposed to build, how the mechanics are going to work, how to use the Spark token. And by the way, funny anecdote, we, because it's sandbox, we, we called our Spark token Spud with a little potato image uh, for it. Uh, so during those uh, sandbox events, we had a lot of uh, uh, competitions about, about building like which neighborhood can build the most buildings, right? We had fun little things where, you know, you could kind of like build buildings that got you scores. But then you, if you build cell towers next to your opponent's buildings, they kind of like deducted their scores. So we had this, we call those the sandbox wars. Um, and, and then we have a lot of other types of live events. We just, we try to run, you know, several of those a month. And, and you know, a lot of, we have the like challenges and leaderboards and uh, people, you know, trying to achieve different things. So gamification uh, is huge. It's, it's uh, integral. To we're, we're, we're getting there. I would say uh, it's, it's still lacking, but again, we're, we're working towards that. And, uh, you know, anybody listening, I, I, uh, I suggest to read our roadmap uh, for 2021 uh, and see kind of like, our vision for more, you know, more gamification features, more engagement features, more features that allow people to actually start now uh, moving, uh, using Apex as means to move value between one another, not just through uh, trading the properties, but just by interacting. So, so that's, that comes business with businesses. Yeah, that are doing Absolutely. like uh, statues and outside furniture and coffee shops in the future. They could you could buy your coffees, buy your food, perhaps. Um, on. And it's interesting because someone I remember somebody saying recently, you know, what good is an NFT? You know, why would you want something that's digital? But people spend so much of their time online, you know. So it's and and like I remember someone else said to me recently, oh yeah, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. That's cool, but you have to be a billionaire to go to Mars. So maybe you might just want to go to Upland and have fun there and do something maybe a bit different. Um, tell me, you know how you're creating the buildings are NFTs and. Can you do you think in time there will be a way of taking the NFT of your building in New York City, whatever, and putting it on your your bricks and mortar wall at home? Would that work? Do you think? How could you display As your NFTs in the real world? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Given a screen, I, I don't see I don't see why not. Uh, and, see, my my again, other home is a is a is a big tower block, and yeah, yeah, and, and and I would say not. 
and I would say not just your building itself, but if it's your designated home address in Upland, then yeah, you can tap it and then you can see the inside of your home, how you decorated it, which kind of digital art you hanged on the walls, what kind of, uh, again, I don't want to spoil too much of the future. These are things we haven't announced yet, but there are a lot of uh, discussion going on with brands and you know items that people would want to show off in their homes. Uh, you know, as this all NFT uh, um, uh, you know market is exploding, and what we say is again, you know, you have all this NFT space and NFTs today they live kind of like, I don't want to say miserably, but you know, in the dark corners in whatever, OpenSea or these marketplaces, right? And they are just there. Upland is going to be the place where we're going to give utility to all of these uh, NFTs. Uh, so open, it's not just- a gallery the, there? I want to open an art gallery there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So one of, our, one of our businesses that we're opening is called an NFT gallery, which means this is a business where you're going to be able to bring hopefully pretty soon almost any NFT out there that people have to ship of. Uh, you can, you're going to be able to bring it into Upland, either just display it, but also run it as a business. If you want to run a gallery uh, and you can, you're going to be able to uh, to sell it to any other Uplander. And, you know, that Uplander that, that would buy the art that you are displaying, all they had to do to get there into Jotru ownership would be just, you know, sign up with their emails and passwords, right? You don't have to manage your identity. You don't have to manage your private keys. All of that is done in our smart contract, still in a way that kind of like doesn't give us uh, access to your digital assets. So it's totally safe and secure. Uh, and, and, and again, people are going to be interacting on their mobile devices, right? We're one of the only blockchains that this is I'm aware of that's available on the iOS app store, on the Google Play store, and on desktop and mobile. Uh, so we, we are really trying for mass adoptions. And, and I think the ease of the way that people are going to be able to just get into the metaverse, get immersed in it, even, even if it's just with their mobile devices, and then find these galleries that you are going to run. And, you know, find like uh, exciting new digital art and then just being able to buy it with a click of a button and truly own it. That is uh, some uh, significant innovation. And I, I think a lot of people that look at Upland don't necessarily realize that just now, uh, but they're going to realize it once it's live. And, and th these things are coming like really soon. What about bookshops? Could I do? <laughs> is that too old fashioned? <laughs> Bookshop? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, again, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but again, there are a lot of innovation left to be done with, with NFTs. So so absolutely, I mean, there, there are, basically it's an endless, uh, you, you can imagine any type of future. Uh, and, and, and I think uh, NFT was, uh, I mean, the introduction of, or, or the usage of blockchain to create, blockchain technology to create NFT, the concept of NFTs. I think people under underestimate the, the kind of like the like the uh, the grandiose of this uh, of this uh, advancement, right? And digital uh, items are not going to be the same uh, as they were uh, two years ago. Uh, and I think that's a very exciting future for for the entire space. Mm. I think your killer your killer piece. I mean, there's a lot of killer aspects to Upland, but I think it's the parallel to the real world that excites me. I can't wait. When are you going to do Ireland or when, when can I buy some property in Ireland? Is that on the roadmap? So yeah, so we're, we're going to open up our first international city uh, uh, this year. Uh, I can't say that it's going to be Ireland or Dublin or London, like that. Paris. I think I, I, I'm, going to say, I'm going to say one thing again. We, we from, from the earliest days, we've taken uh, the, the responsible uh, kind of like uh, role of making sure that the economy is stable. 
so what what that means is that we can open we can only open new locations as the economy scales in terms of how many people are there how many engage how, how engaged are they how, how much are they getting getting back how much uh, value are they putting in are, are they putting in from the real world so again it, it would we're in it for the very very long term not for the short term uh, we're all by the way all three of us are like seasoned entrepreneurs right we're, we're trying to build something incredible and you know especially judging with some other projects right today out there it would have been really easy for us to just open the entire world and it would you know we would have probably made a lot of money but that would not be sustainable for the economy because then what we'd be doing would be over flooding the market with the supply versus the demand so we try to keep the supply Supply always on power with the demand with the mission to keep the economy stable. And that's why we can't just open any city up uh, for, for play. It has to be gradual as the economy as, as the economy grows. So hopefully eventually we'll get to the world to the point where Dublin is absolutely open, but then hopefully the rest of the world is. I think it will take several years to get there. Yeah. Uh, until then, we're gonna do it in a very, very responsible way. Uh, that just make sure that the economy is stable. Yeah, I'll settle living someplace else. I don't mind. <laughs> now, that is so amazing. So finally, just in terms, going back to your question, then two questions, actually. One is, um, you said the sort of mid-tier, mid-tier starter homes. What kind of price are the properties going for? Have you got, give me a ballpark just so people... Yeah, so, so it's, it's a very, it's, uh, it very much depends on the city, on the city itself. Uh, so when we're talking about uh, starter cities, the cheapest properties usually are uh, something like 1,000 apex, and that's kind of like uh, that's uh, equivalent to one dollar. So the uh, apex is 1,000 apex for one dollar at a kind of like a, at a constant rate that doesn't change. Uh, if you buy apex, right? Uh, and then um, and, and again the. The, the the most expensive properties property we have sold up in now in upland was the new york stock exchange in manhattan and that was for 23 million apex so that's the equivalent of twenty three thousand uh, dollars so you know th that's kind of like the bottom range uh, versus the top range so far in upland uh and again by the way this was not the how we priced it but that was how the market priced it uh, how do you sell so property is it by auction or private sale no, so basically, as you browse the map, uh, you you will see properties that are unminted, so they're not yet appearing on the, on the blockchain as NFTs. And what you need to do, you need to get your block explorer, which kind of like uh, serves as your game piece in Upland, within discovery range of that property. So you need to get that your game piece next to the property. That gives you discoverability and the ability to mint that that property. Ah, now okay. again. Properties have different attributes, and some of the most important mechanic in Upland is the collection mechanic. So you can start building your uh, these uh, different collections in Upland, and if you match properties to collection, that kind of like increases the the the, the earnings that you get from these uh, from these properties. Uh, so what you want to do basically is you want to start with a portfolio of properties that that also includes having completed collections uh, as part of that of that strategy. Um, so uh, what ha what would happen is whenever we open a new location, there's going to be a really high comp competition about the most desirable properties, and usually these are ones that match collections uh, that are newly introduced. Um, so, uh, so 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 again, I, I would say if you go to Apple today, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to mint new properties. 
but the really desirable desirable ones, uh, I would say, you know, you, you probably want to do that, but then also stay tuned to kind of like the next CD release where you get an opportunity to maybe mint some collection-based properties, et cetera. And so if, if a new city opens up, if you happen to be in a different city, you have to travel there. You have to buy your ticket and catch your plane. And wow, I love this. See, it was it was somebody who said to me, actually, it was Daniel Don Dahl Steinbeck, who was a, an interview somebody of mine recently and he said yeah Elon Musk wants to go to Mars but I'd be quite happy to go to a metaverse and, and hang out in a place that I like and I you know one of my friends yeah it's 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 a different way of thinking but it's it's it actually makes sense especially it if does, we're all yeah. grounded again yeah and, and I think one of uh one of the other appeals of having it having the metaverse tied to the real world is uh the natural way that we can pull now real world grants into the metaverse Right, so so uh, again, I, I don't want to mention specific names, so people won't speculate about what what kind of brands we're we're going to bring in. But I mean, uh, imagine just uh, by the way, this year we're going to introduce cars into our plan, right? Uh, so you don't have to take uh, necessarily a plane or uh, or a train, but you can also use your private car, and then cars are also going to be uh, used for racing uh, as as kind of like a mini game within within our plan. Now imagine again uh, when we bring in a real world car brand right that's something you probably is, is more difficult to do compared to other metaverses or if you bring in like uh you know uh branded uh, uh you know stores or food chains or uh, you know liquor manufacturers or it, it could be it could be anything uh basically and and once we are mapped to the real world it becomes a really uh intuitive association you know between the those brands and the metaverse uh, so I think that's a big advantage for for the way basically uh, like the DNA of our plan. My head's hurting. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. Mine has been hurting for the past two years. But yeah. I can imagine you need it's, it. There is no nothing to stop you but your imagination. They're just and and also do you know what's really really interesting is that you're taking it from so it's, although it's your imagination, it's a parallel universe. So. You're not trying to reinvent a dystopian modern technology or world or whatever. You know, it's it's this world and metaverse and and hopefully making it better. Yeah, yeah, wow. and and I think again, um, you know, COVID was awful, but I think what it what it has demonstrated to to humanity is that there can be uh, a type of life or a type of time spent in a virtual settings. I mean, that's what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. And and this would have wouldn't have been uh, uh, you know I, I think just the, the whole joint uh, uh, you know um, experience that humanity undertook right now I think that by itself strengthened the whole notion of metaverses and 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 people's now uh, acceptance of of you know uh, trying out to spend time in metaverses I think that's a huge uh, uplift. I'm speechless. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often, Idan, but I'm very, very impressed. Wow. I, do you know what I have to do? I've got to go off and play there and come back and interview you again as someone who's actually been in Upland. At the moment, I'm, I'm looking in and my head is hurting. I need to get in there. And then... Um, so my, my, my tip to you would be uh, do the, absolutely do that, but make sure you also uh, check out our Discord. We have a lot of enthusiast uh, community members who love to help out new players. And then there's a lot of content out there created by players, uh, you know, pods are like, um, you know, podcasts and, you know, YouTube videos and tutorials. 
check that out because then you, you kind of like, it, it, there's a big, so it's hard to understand by just, you know, playing for the first time upland. But let's say once you uh, listen, for, let's say for the Apex podcast, which is one of the prominent podcasts that covers upland, you start to understand why people are excited about upland. And that, that's pretty, it's pretty that's awesome pretty. to see. And, and so if people want to find myself included, where is that? Is it on YouTube or is it in the Upland podcasts or where is it? No, so sorry. So the Apex podcast is completely community driven. We, we don't control it. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think you can find it in any, you know, all, all the all Spotify mm. or, you know, YouTube or uh, whatever platform that the podcast run. Uh, I, I just gave it out as one example. There are many other community projects and I, I apologize if I'm not shouting no, out. No, 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 just to go, go, go looking. Go yeah. looking and start to listen to people who are Absolutely. in there and it'll make yeah. sense. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm very, very interested. And I know I'm a bit, I'm waiting for Ireland to come on stream, but you know, I could live in London. I could live in Berlin. I, yeah, I could, Boston, you know, I could, I could do hey, something. Ca- hop over to San Francisco. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful time city. I haven't been yeah. there for a long time, but it's when I was there 20 years ago, it was beautiful. <laughs> oh dear. Well, so thank you so much again for your time. It's amazing. Dan Zuckerman, co-founder of Upland. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right.